What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Recorded live. Approach to life. And obviously, our best example anywhere is Jesus. And how he approached life and how he handled everything from being unjustly treated, to being rejected, to being lied about. He had a totally different approach than most of us do. You know, becoming a Christian, when you make a decision to be a Christian, it's a lot more than just a promise of someday going to heaven when you die. When you become a Christian, you're invited into a brand new way of living. You're invited to learn about the right way to live, the way where you can have peace and joy. I was a Christian for a long time before I started enjoying the journey. And one of the reasons why we call our TV program Enjoying Everyday Life is because I believe that's one of the things that Jesus died for. Yes, he died for our sins. He took the pain of our punishment. He took our sickness and disease upon himself. We're redeemed by his blood. But a very simple scripture in John 10.10, the thief, the devil, comes only to kill, steal, and destroy But Jesus said, I came that they might have and enjoy their life. And enjoy their life. And have it in abundance to the full until it overflows. You know, it's bad enough to be a miserable sinner, but it's doubly bad to be a miserable saint. So the thing is, is Christians are supposed to be peaceful and joyful and know who they are in Christ. And we should be able to face anything that comes our way and really not let it alter how we behave or how we act. Now, did anybody hear what I just said? We should grow to the point where we can handle anything that comes our way, disappointment, accusation, unfair treatment, whatever it is, put our trust in God that he will show us what to do, he will take care of the situation, and we remain the same. We don't get rattled by everything that goes on. We have the rare privilege of trusting in God and letting those things only be little minor bumps in the road. They don't have to derail us. I'm very grateful that I don't have to get up in the morning and wait to see what my circumstances are now before I can decide if I can be happy or not. How many of you are glad that you're in charge now and not the devil? Amen? And it was good news to find out to me that God was not the source of my problems, that the enemy was, and that as I put my trust in God, the enemy would have to bow his knee to the name of Jesus, and I would have victory. I hope you enjoyed the teaching on the first half of the program, and I have a special guest for the second half of the program. Well, Sandra, you're my daughter. Appreciate you being here today. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. (laughs) Well, uh, you needed some change in your life, and you struggled and struggled trying to change, and just never worked. And so you've had quite a uh, thing happen to you in the last two or three years, so why don't you tell us about it? It all started back when I was eight years old, (laughs) and it really did. It started back when 
at eight years old, I received Jesus as my Savior. In fact, I still remember us sitting in the living room floor praying the prayer to receive Jesus. And it all started out wonderful, as we so many Christians do many times, Uh, my Christian life being all about my relationship with Jesus. But sadly, soon after that, not long after that, um, I turned to a works Christianity mentality. And uh, it wasn't the way I was raised. I don't remember you or Dad being legalistic with me in any way, but better be uh, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I had, and you know, really I don't have it anymore. God's changed me so much. But I had a legalistic personality and uh, just dealt with perfectionism. And so I was thinking this morning about how hard you were on yourself as a child and how often we would have to tell you it's okay People make mistakes. It doesn't have to be perfect. Yes, you definitely would. And so I just went into this mode of, I love you so much, God. I want to please you. I want to please you. And so I would just work so hard to please God and just work so hard in general to try to keep up with life. Right. Always, always trying to be perfect. And so I just remember times when I was little, you know, elementary school age, sitting on my bed, doing my homework. I know you remember this getting so mad because I made a mistake, one mistake on my paper, and wadding that paper up and oh, the whole throwing thing. it. Oh, yep, got to start all over, you know. I remember things like that. And so I, I went through my childhood like that, and it wasn't like I wasn't happy. It's, in fact, I didn't even know this was going on. This was a very subtle thing that was going on inside me, but I did not realize it until much later on. And so, that, you know, I just kept living my life like that. Then when I got married in 1991, I went to another level because I had a responsibility as a wife. And, you know, in my mind I was just thinking, okay, I'm going to do this right. I'm going to be the best wife. and I'm going to, you know, take care of my husband, take care of my home. And I would just get up every morning and have my list. And I'm a real, real energetic person. I have, a, you know, partly a sanguine personality, which is, you know, bubbly. And so I would just get up every morning so excited about my list and accomplishing, 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 but I was always measuring myself. Right. And, I mean, always, always measuring myself to see, you know, am I being loving enough? Am I being patient enough? Am I getting my list done? Am I, you know, accomplishing what I need to accomplish? And I would fall short, you know. And in the midst of this, you had a lot of anger, didn't you? Yes, yes, because I always was falling short of my expectations. They were so ridiculous. I mean, you would explode, but you were really angry at yourself. Yes, yes. I would really didn't carry the anger toward other people as much, but toward myself all the time. My husband would have to endure me throwing fits very frequently. He would just, I mean, very peace-loving man. But I mean, I wasn't. I was really deceived, and I did not see this. Then, when I had kids. Twins. <laughs> uh, yes, twin girls. Uh, and that, this was 11 and a half years after we'd been married. Then it went to another level even, because I remember the first four months when I, after I had the girls, I lived like an absolute nut. I remember, because, again, I'm going to be a good mom. I'm going to be a perfect mom. I'm going to keep being a good wife, and I'm going to take care of my house, and and I worked part-time as well. And, I mean, I remember I got like four hours sleep a night, four hours of sleep a night, and just lived like a nut. Well, about four months after I had the girls, I started having severe health problems. And uh, then just it just kept getting worse and worse. Well, 
I discovered later on, I discovered that I had been living under the law. I had been living, really what I did is I made my life of Christianity, not a relationship. It wasn't centered around my relationship with Jesus anymore. It was about um, rules and regulations. You being able to keep all the rules. Exactly. I had a growing relationship with religion, really, instead of a growing relationship with Jesus. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. And so uh, just always wanting to please him, though. I mean, I I was doing a lot of the right things, but... It, but I wasn't doing you them very consistent. hard on yourself. Yes, and you, you can't didn't do them right. Right, and you, and you can't do them consistently without God's grace, which you had told us about grace. I mean, I'd heard I'm the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ, but man, it was here, but it was yeah, not right. here. I did not get it at all. In fact, even when I read the Bible and had my, like I said, consistent devotional time with Jesus. Every day. I don't know if you remember me up in my room, you know. Yeah, you and, always were. You right. Studied and loved always God. talking about how much I loved God. But when I read the Bible, I saw everything as a law, as a rule. I mean, I'd read and I'd go, what, what do I need to find in here that I need to do to right. be a better Christian? Yeah. You know, instead of just reading it as a love letter from God to me and a book full of promises, which is now how I see it. Right. Yeah. I saw it as a law. So, and really what? What was at the bottom of all this, what was at the root of all this, was I had many misconceptions about God. Right. Again, how did that happen? I think just my own personality, you know. I, I can't pin it to anything specific. It definitely wasn't the way you guys raised me because you were teaching, you know, us all this great stuff out of the Word of God. But I had misconceptions. I saw God standing over me as a hard taskmaster, just like, you know, waiting with a stern look, just waiting to see if I was going to mess up. And that is, I, so I live my Christian life in fear that, oh, if I do something wrong, I'm not going to be pleasing God, you know. And you had a lot of guilt all the time. I did. A I lot did. of condemnation, a lot of guilt, a lot of fear. Yeah. So right. yeah. what kind of brought you to the place where it's like, I can't do this anymore? Right. Well, I would just run on what I call my treadmill of accomplishment constantly, from morning until night, trying, trying, trying to get these things accomplished that I felt like I needed. You had a lot of unrealistic expectations, oh, too. Yeah. What you expected out of yourself was something oh, nobody was going to produce. Ridiculous. So you kind of, every morning, you set yourself up for failure. I did. I did. And really, that's what living under the law does to us. Right, exactly. Actually, the law was doing its job very well. The Bible says if you live under the law, you're doomed to disappointment. Yes. So, so, but I, I just didn't have understanding of any of that at that time. So I kept doing that day in and day out. Felt like a failure would go into panic mode with my family at the end of the day. If I, when I saw that my list was not going to get accomplished, I mean, I would start running around the house. I'd start blurting out things to my family. I'd start seeing everything they weren't doing right and, you know, blaming them in many instances for it. I mean, it wasn't just me that was like a lot of fun. Oh, I was. And I'm purposely taking time to um, paint a picture here of what I was like. And so then... Thank you, Lord. I, like I said, I, I had some severe health problems, really from the time four months after um, I had my girls until the end of 2011. I had just gone through a two-year health nightmare. Right. I mean, where I had a cyst the size of a cantaloupe growing inside of me. I had to have surgery for that. Then that, some things went wrong with that, and then I had to have another surgery. Right. And so at the end of 2011, oh, I was so worn out. I had just gotten released from the doctor. Thank God, was cleared at that point. And I just, I remember it was sometime about right after Christmas that year that I remember saying to the Lord, 
I can't do this anymore. I can't live the Christian life. I am so tired. I just cannot keep up. And I said, I need serious help. That's what I told him. And guess what? That was exactly what he was waiting to hear. (laughs) You know, I remember when you preached, you'd say, you would fall on your knees and say, I give up. I quit. And the Holy Spirit would say, really? (laughs) I get to work a few minutes. I remember that. Well, that's exactly what God was waiting to hear. And really, really awesome. After that, one week later, on January 2nd of 2012, I was having my devotional time with the Lord, and I had begun to keep a journal. I'd never kept a journal before that, but it was neat that I had started keeping a journal. I told you those journals I know. So I I kept a journal, started keeping a journal at the beginning of the year. So January 2nd, I had my Mac journal open, and I was, I wasn't really a big proponent of New Year's resolutions, but always wanted to see if there was anything more God wanted me to accomplish. Can you imagine that? So I asked, reluctantly, but asked, is there anything you want me to accomplish this year, God, you know? And then I just started, as I was praying, I remember saying, God, I want to laugh more and think less this year because I was so mental, so mental about everything. And uh, the love of God just swept into the room that morning. It was 5.30 in the morning. I mean, it felt like a tidal wave of God's love just coming over me. And I was just like, he just made it very clear to me that I'm okay. And that he loved you. That he loved you. You had always loved him. Yes. But you had failed to really receive his love right. for you. Exactly. And he made it so clear to me. And my it, it went from here to here. Yeah. Uh, see, I knew he loved me. I mean, I wouldn't say it. But... But he made it so clear to me that day. You had information, but you needed revelation. Exactly. He gave me a revelation and set me on a journey that day to discover the riches of his grace. And I didn't even know what was happening at first. You know, I mean, it was a wonderful time, and I just thought, well, that was great. That was a great devotional time. But after that, I started living in this peace. I mean, this peace that the Bible talks about that passes understanding. And I didn't know this was going to happen, so... Every day I would start responding to things differently. I got off the treadmill, and in fact, I couldn't even find the treadmill anymore. (laughs) I was no longer living to prove anything to myself, not measuring myself anymore. I was really just receiving God's love. In fact, that day when that happened on January 2nd, I went from this (laughs) to... Yeah, it's amazing how we just cannot heal until we really know how much God loves us. Right. We have to know that in order to heal. So now you've written a book. Right. Called. Yep. I tried until I almost died. (laughs) Because uh, so many changes. I had so many changes in my life that year, and my husband was just, wow, he was just in awe of how I went from living in anxiety and frustration to living in... He actually suggested that you write a book. The one that suggested it in July of that year, and then I prayed about it. No, I would be the type of person before very much the type of person that would just go go ahead in my own self-effort. Okay, I'm going to do that. Yeah, right. But now I had lost my desire to do that. I wanted to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit right. and only do what God wanted me to do. So I, I, didn't, I thanked him for suggesting it. I was really blessed that he believed in me enough to do that. But I took it to prayer and prayed for a month, and then I just felt like the Lord spoke to me and said, write a book and have it ready. And even to me, it was just like, even if I just write this book to lead to my kids, right. yeah. that was fine, you know. And so, Well, and then you found that, out that you actually have a real writing gift and that you really, good. really enjoy I love it. writing. And you, so you've done a lot of blog posts and different things like that. And Sandra's uh, web address is on the screen. You can... 
contact her on her website, and there will be a link to where you can get her book. And so we did the forward for your book. Thanks yes. for that opportunity. Thank you for doing and, it. Uh, awesome. I, you know, I, I know that you suffered a lot, and I don't think even I realized how much you suffered until I actually read your book. And I have seen a dramatic change in you. And, but you're still changing every day, aren't you? Absolutely. By his grace. Right. So in receiving his grace, right then in the midst of my failures, I began to be changed. But also just want to share that when we focus on God's goodness and his grace, it leads us to a life of repentance. Yeah. Repentance, the Bible says in Romans 2.4 that God's goodness is what leads us to repentance. Because I have chosen to keep my eyes on Jesus right. and what he's done instead of what I need to do, do, do. But the neat thing is, is when we do keep our eyes on Jesus and what he has done, then it causes us to want to do good works. It's like I was living my life backwards before. Honestly, it's just flipped completely around. And now, as I behold Jesus, like 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, I am changed yeah. through the power of the Holy Spirit. I am changed to be more like him. It says here, this is really good, it says here in Ephesians 3, 18 through 19, and may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience his, the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand yeah, fully. So see, we never have to get off right. of it because we're never going to know it fully right. until we get to heaven and meet him face to face. And then it says, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. It's like I was living my life backwards. Yeah. Now my spiritual life has taken off like a rocket because I feel so close to Jesus. I'm so in love with him. And from that relationship, see, this is the way Christianity is supposed to be. Right. It's supposed to be all about our relationship with Jesus. But, you know, we get mixed up and we make it about works. But really our works should spring from our relationship exactly right. with Christ. Well, Sandy, you did a really good job sharing your story today, and I believe it's really going to help a lot of people. Because I think there's a lot of people that suffer with perfectionism. And, you know, really anybody who loves God, the natural result is you want to do what's right. Yes. But then you do have to learn that only God can change you. Yes. The grace of God changes you. You can't force yourself to change. And really the reality of it is is we have to just lean on him in everything. Amen. And so thanks for being with us today. Thank we really you. appreciate it. And don't forget about Sandra's book. I think it's really going to bless you. you will, her website is available for you. And then today I'm offering a book that I've written called The Approval Addiction Book for your gift to the ministry of any amount. I realize that not only do I have problems with this, but a lot of people are almost addicted to having to have everyone's approval. And the key is, is if we have God's approval, which we do have because he loves us, that is enough. And your gift will be used to help keep the programs on the air and to help people around the world that are hurting. And so even if you know somebody that's real fearful and insecure, this book, I believe, will be a real blessing. So thanks for being with us today. We love you. You're great. And I pray that you will have an amazing rest of the day. You've got to admit, it's a nice feeling to receive approval from others, whether it's a pat on the back, two thumbs up, or maybe a little applause. Okay, a lot of applause. However, if your self-worth is based on constant affirmation and acceptance, you may be struggling with an addiction to approval. Joyce's book, 
Approval Addiction shares how you can be free from feelings of worthlessness and learn your true value in Christ. For a donation of any amount, we will send you Joyce's hardback book, Approval Addiction, by calling our toll-free number, 1-800-727-9673, or visit us at JoyceMeyer.org.
God is waiting for you. Jesus gets our attention, not always with exclamation marks, but with question marks. From the best-selling author of the Joshua Code, O.S. Hawkins, comes the code to life and truth, the Jesus Code, with 52 scripture questions found throughout the Bible every believer should answer. The Jesus Code is a must-read. To receive your copy, send your gift to VO Box A, Santa Ana, California, 92711, or give online. by the friends and partners of Joseph Prince Ministries. God wants you to reign! Today with Joseph Prince. People want to be strong. God wants you to be weak so that His strength can flow through your weakness. God remembers His covenant when His people come. Love takes on the person's suffering. In a sense that, you know, he feels the pain. Only love can identify with people who are suffering. The world never saw this pure goodness, this beautiful love. God's heart is for you to be strong and healthy so you can live the abundant life. Receive Joseph's latest three-CD audio series, Healed and Whole, as a thank you for your gift of any amount. God wants to move mightily in your life. Increase your capacity to receive His healing, peace, and provision today. For a specific gift, we'll send you a special collection that includes Joseph's latest book, Reign in Life, 90 Powerful Inspirations for Extraordinary Breakthroughs. Whatever challenge you're going through, let the truth shared in this book lead you to your breakthroughs. Request this and other exciting resources today. Discover God's transforming grace and start to reign in life. To order these resources, call us toll-free at 1-877-769-5433 or visit us at josephprince.org today. The human resilience is amazing. You know, a human being can be in bondage, all right, and they can adapt, they can do a lot of things except to call upon God. You know, it's amazing how Israel, for 135 years, I calculated, from the year that they were, they, Joseph brought them at the request of Pharaoh. Joseph had favor with Pharaoh. You see, the civilization of Egypt. And the triumph of Egypt was because there was a Jewish man at the Egyptian's right hand. His name was Joseph. And he invited his family. So at the time, the Bible says, all right, the souls that came in, about 70, and then they grew, the 12 patriarchs, 12 sons, they grew, they grew, they grew and multiplied. And the Bible says they multiplied more than the Egyptians. Favor in God's people. Then the Bible says, a Pharaoh rose that knew not Joseph. And he started thinking that these people are, are teeming like fishes. i got to stop this. Made them slaves. But year one, they didn't even call upon their God or their covenant. 
Year two, again the same thing, the oppression and the rigor of hard labor or taking, taking a stove. Five years after that, ten years after that, hundred years after that, they'll still not, they will, I mean, it's amazing how the human, the human strength is, even in suffering. There is something about God. God wants you to say, I cannot, before God says, I can for you. But they came to a point, 135 years, year after year, and finally, Exodus 2, the Bible says, now it happened in the process of time, the king of Egypt died. Then the children of Israel groaned because of the bondage. And they cried out. And the cry came up to God because of the bondage. So God heard their groaning. What did God hear? They are groaning. People groaning doesn't sound great. Groaning doesn't sound like a perfect prayer. Groaning doesn't sound like a pretty prayer. Groaning. It was groaning. Oh! Groaning is out of pain. God heard their groaning and watched it. And God remembered. What? You know, I preach on this. Some of this truth that God revealed to me many years ago. And this is something that I didn't get from any book or whatever. When God first showed it to me, He gave me this title, Just a Grown Will Reach the Throne. And I preached that in 2004, you still remember. And it's amazing that this is not tongues, by the way. They were not speaking in tongues. And I thank God for speaking in tongues. But I'm telling you that when you go down really deep, God used a prayer that's so powerful that, that God says it makes use of man's utter need of his goodness, his love. And, and, and it makes nothing of man's eloquence and his right phraseology. All right? It just makes use of his instinctive reaction to pain, stress. <sighs> Groaning here can be a groan or a God remember his covenant. Prior to this, it seems to imply that God had a covenant with them, but it wasn't activated until they groaned. Now, please don't put prayer there. It says more than one time it's a groan. If prayer was the main prayer, the prayer mentioned more than one. It's groaning, people. Oh, Sometimes you look at your, 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 your rebellious son. You don't know what else to do. You're praying and praying and praying. Sometimes you think of him just go like this. When you're driving, Lord Jesus, the sigh is more powerful than your pretty prayer. I'm telling you, people, there's something here we are missing. It's something that is not taught. Why? Because if you don't understand grace, you see, people want to be strong. God wants you to be weak so that His strength can flow through your weakness. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Amen? Okay, back to this again. Exodus 2. So God heard their groaning. God remembered His covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. It seems like groaning activates the covenant. Just a groan will reach the throne. And we think sometimes, I must get away, I must go somewhere, find a place, I, I need to pray through, I need to... No, you feel pain there? You feel like your heart is burdened? Groan it out! Oh, Lord, Lord! Amen! Groan! Groan! Not now, like, groan! <laughs> you, it, 
it will release you from stress, it will release you from, from uh, depression. But even then, that, these are not the main thing. The main thing is that if you read carefully, it seems like God remembers His covenant when His people grew. I'm sure you've never heard that. Don't let new things cause you to put up your fences and you stick with that which is familiar. Maybe the lack of results in other areas in your life is the result of not having this new truth. But the new truth must be studied and must be studied in more than one scripture. Okay? So we go to Exodus 6 now. God's talking to Moses and God says, God is talking, I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel Home, oh, go back to Exodus 2. I forgot to show you something. Exodus 2. God, God had their groaning and God remembered verse 25. And God looked upon the children of Israel and God acknowledged them. Your King James says, God had respect unto them. So in other words, they groaned. God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And God looked down at them. God acknowledged them. God respected them. Don't think that God despised your groaning. Okay, back to Exodus 6. God took him to Moses. I've heard the groaning of the children of Israel whom the Egyptians kept in bondage and I've remembered again my covenant. Therefore say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord. Seven things will happen. Seven I will of God. The first I will. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will, number two, I will rescue you from their bondage. And I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgment. Next. Number four. I will take you as my people and I'll be your God. Five. You shall know that I am the Lord your God who brings you up from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And I will bring you into the land, six, which I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I will give it to you, number seven, as a heritage. All because of a groan. <sighs> That's powerful. Even a sigh. I'm telling you, sigh. You know, Jesus prayed like this. We always think like, You know, we're wasting power. That's power. You know, it's your power. It's your earthen vessel making a lot of noise. Now, watch this. Jesus saw a man who was deaf. And he had an impediment in his speech. Look at this. Mark 7. Then Jesus prayed for him. Jesus looking up to heaven. He sighed. You know what he's saying? He's looking up to heaven. It's like all the sighing is not joy, okay? Sighing is usually the sorrow. Only love can identify with people who are suffering. He sighed. I seldom find people who pray for the sick. They sigh. Jesus did. No, love, love does that, you know. Love cares for the pain. Love takes on suffering in a sense that, you know, it feels the pain. You can teach and counsel people professionally. But the Bible says our high priest can be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. He's not there knowing our infirmities from afar. He can be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. This beautiful love. He sighed and then said to the man, 
is fatah, that is be opened. Immediately his ears were open and the impediment of his tongue was loose and he spoke plainly. I'm hearing this verse to tell you, you know the Greek word there, his sigh, is stenazo. Alright, stenazo. Now, watch this. We shared with you about believers are not looking for the Antichrist. We are looking for Jesus in the rapture. Okay? Or the catching away. Harpazo. You say, Pastor Prince, the word rapture is not in the Bible. Neither is the word Trinity. But the truth is the triune God. So is the truth of the rapture. In the second coming, his feet were touched down on Mount of Olives. And the whole world will see him, the Bible tells us. Most likely on television as well. Now, when it comes to the rapture, the Bible says it happens in an atomic second. Right, First Corinthians 15. First Corinthians 15. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. We shall not all die. Thank God. But we shall all be changed. Those who are alive and those who are dead before will all be changed. All believers will be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, atomic second, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible. We shall all be changed. For this corruptible, this body that's corruptible must put on incorruption. And this mortal must put on immortality. Next verse. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. Next. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And there's the last verse of chapter 15. It's amazing. The truth of knowing, of learning about the rapture, does not make you lazy. It therefore is there because of the truth of our new body. Once we anticipate, we're not looking forward to death. We're not looking forward to the Antichrist appearing. We're not looking forward to Russia conquering more nations. We are looking forward to the rapture, which is the redemption of our body. The only thing that's left right now, this side of heaven, the blessing that you and I don't have is the redemption of our body where the Son of God will transform our vile bodies, our bodies of humiliation, into His glorious body. And knowing this truth, study, study prophecy makes people lazy. No, therefore, because of prophecy, because of knowing about the rapture, you'll be steadfast, immovable, always abounding. Hmm. Are you with me? Romans 8, talking about groaning. For the earnest expectation of the creation waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. I'm telling you, the cows moo, the monkeys swing, the, 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 the whales singing, you know, and all the different noises the animals make, they are groaning. They are groaning for the manifestation of all of you. Manifestation means that which is invisible becomes visible. That which is hidden becomes open. They are waiting for that. For the creation was made subject to vanity or futility, not willingly, but by reason of God who has subjected the same in hope, because the creation will be delivered. Alright, next verse. We know that whole creation groans and travails in pain together until now. The earth is groaning. It seems like God has subjected this earth to us. Amen. 
and not only they, the creation, but ourselves also who have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves. And guess what? That word there is Stetnazo again. Stetnazo. We are groaning. We are sighing. We are groaning. Waiting for what? The adoption, the sonship. To wit, the redemption of our body. We are groaning for the redemption of our body. So I tell you this. You will receive your body on that day itself when you see Jesus face to face. You will get your body then. But why then, if you know you're going to get your body, why groan? Why groan for, why, why, why waiting? The word waiting there, all right, is the earnest waiting, eagerly waiting for the redemption of our body because it has an effect on your health. If only we preach more on the rapture, you'll see people getting more energetic and stronger, renewed in their youth and strength. Now, the next verse, before I show you the next verse, I'm going to show you a verse that will blow your mind. I don't understand how, I look at many commentaries, they're not able, many of them are not able to, they tend to skip this verse. They cannot explain it. Because many of them don't believe in healing. So they tend to skip this verse. Alright, this is the verse. Next one. For we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man sees, why, why does he yet hope for? But if we hope for what we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Now we all know that we are saved not by hope. We are saved by faith. By His grace through faith. We are healed by grace through faith. But do you know something, the word salvation? The word saved here is the word sozo. Sozo, my friend, is saved, but it's also healed. It's also rescued. Rescue from danger. It is also delivered. Are you listening? So many of us think of faith as being saved from hell, but faith can also be healed. In fact, the woman with the issue of blood, Jesus told her, Your faith has healed you in the Greek. Your faith has sozoed you. So I'm telling you this we, we are saved here. I submit to you. He's talking about healing, not about our salvation of from eternal condemnation. We are healed by having this hope that we're going to receive a brand new body. We are healed. For the lack of preaching on the second coming. Some people say a prophecy is a dangerous place to teach. But one-fourth of the Bible is prophecy. Amen. So stick to what the Bible says and don't go anymore. But the more we teach on prophecy, it does something to your bodies while you're waiting. You'll be alive and remain until the coming of the Lord. Are you listening, people? Next verse. Next verse, please. Likewise, the Spirit also helps us our infirmity. This word infirmity, people, you cannot, you know, I don't care which scholar talk to you about the word infirmity. This word in the Greek, more than 50%, is used 24 times in the New Testament. All right? But I'm telling you, about 60 to 70%, or even 80% of the time, is used for physical sickness. It's used for physical sickness. And even those areas where they say it's not physical sickness, it's mental weakness or whatever, uh, I, I can actually see it as a sickness as well. So infirmities, when it says Jesus himself took our infirmities, sickness, is this word that's used in the Greek. So notice the Holy Spirit helps our, our sicknesses, our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes us intercession for us with what? 
Now, many times we teach this and not wrong for us to do that. We teach this and teach tongues out of this. And it's not wrong. Tongues is a beautiful language. It has its place. But the deeper teaching and the clear teaching of Scripture is that the Spirit makes intercession against your sickness with groanings. When you think about your physical symptoms, you go, and the word groaning here is the noun of the verb stenazo, is technamos. It's still groaning from stenazo. People have learned to groan. Can you understand, church, what I'm trying to say? I'm trying to say that there's a prayer already, but you want to go into your room, you want to go into your special moment, you want to go into your right, you know, eloquent, pretty prayer. You want to go around doing everything except the groan. Because the groan means I'm desperate. There's only one who can help me. Groan, God remembers his covenant. But this time it's a new covenant. Okay? One last one. Must end with Jesus. Must end with Jesus again. His best friend has just died. One of his friends, I should say. Lazarus. The messenger came to Jesus and said, He whom you love is sick. That's very smart. This is the one who loves you. He whom you love is sick. Jesus went another two days. And finally Jesus went. Watch this. The Bible says, John 11, Therefore when Jesus saw her weeping, Martha weeping, and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. Now this is not a Greek word, embrymyomai, which is another word for groaning, but it's groaning nonetheless. It's a strong groaning. He groaned in the spirit. You see, he made man to live forever. He never made man to die. But man sinned against God because God gave man free choice. And free choice is free choice. You cannot manipulate man's free choice. Man chose sin. Man chose death. So he remembered. And the Bible says he groaned and was troubled. And Jesus said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. Next. And some of them said, for not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also kept this man from dying. Then Jesus, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench. He has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you believe you will see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Now, some people assume that he prayed much earlier or whatever. I submit to you. Heard me. Usually when this thing comes, it's always in the context. Or in the same chapter you will find it. What did he pray? Let's go backwards again. He groaned in himself. Drop down. Alright? He groaned in the spirit. Two records of him groaning. That was his prayer. Sometimes all you have is a groan. Release it. Don't be so strong. I can handle this. I can handle this. I can do it. Cry if you need to. Groan if you need to. Sigh. Let it all out. Because God, our Father, is a God full of compassion, tender mercies, and kindness. Thank you for tuning in to our broadcast. You have watched highlights of a sermon by Joseph Prince. 
To order a copy of the full sermon, which is approximately 60 minutes long, call the toll-free number at one 769 5433 or log on to josephprince.org now. God's heart is for you to be strong and healthy so you can live the abundant life. Receive Joseph's latest three-CD audio series, Healed and Whole, as a thank you for your gift of any amount. God wants to move mightily in your life. Increase your capacity to receive His healing, peace, and provision today. For a specific gift, we'll send you a special collection that includes Joseph's latest book, Reign in Life, 90 Powerful Inspirations for Extraordinary Breakthroughs. Whatever challenge you're going through, let the truth in this book and the stories of precious people transformed by grace lead you to your own breakthroughs. This collection also contains the secrets of divine strength and usefulness, three DVD albums, as well as other exciting resources. Discover God's transforming grace and start to reign in life. To order these resources, call us toll-free at 1-877-769-5433 or visit us at josephprince.org today. Today, Wendy and I just want to extend our deepest appreciation to all our Grace Revolution partners that make this broadcast possible. We want to thank you personally for your generous financial support in helping us to proclaim the gospel of grace around the world. Your partnerships also help to support the various humanitarian initiatives that we are involved in, from fighting against human trafficking to sponsoring children in Asia. From the very bottom of our hearts, we thank you for being a Grace Revolution partner and making a difference in the world today. God bless you. Dear friends, together we can impact the world for Jesus. Partner with us and be part of this exciting Grace Revolution. Call us toll free at 1-877-769-5433 or visit us at josephprince.org slash partner today. God wants you to know that He has made you for great things. He has made you to overcome every challenge, bondage, and defeat. And to live a life full of victory, purpose, and hope. It's through the abundance of grace we reign in life. Because when you reign in life, the devil doesn't. When you reign in life, your addictions don't. When you reign in life, every curse falls at your feet. You are above them. International best-selling author Joseph Prince presents his new book, Reign in Life, 90 Powerful Inspirations for Extraordinary Breakthroughs. Today I'm really excited to share with you about my new book, Reign in Life. I believe beyond the shadow of a doubt that it's God's heart for you to experience victory, success, and breakthroughs in every area of your life. It's time for you to rise above adversity and conquer every challenge that has kept you defeated. Discover how you can take hold of God's wholeness, peace, and freedom today and begin to reign in life. For more information, call us toll-free at 1-877-769-5433 or visit us at josephprince.org newbook today. 
Joseph Prince Ministries is a Section 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible for the amount that exceeds any fair market value of the materials you receive from us. Joseph Prince Ministries believes that your tithes belong to your local church. Your donations to the ministry are received as offerings to support the preaching of the gospel of grace. The preceding paid program was sponsored by the friends and partners of Joseph Prince Ministries. TBN is reaching the world through the Farsi language network, Nijat. 24 hours a day, the gospel is sent in Farsi to Iran, the entire Middle East, and North America. There is such a hunger in the hearts of these Muslims for God, but they don't know that Jesus died for them. So they try to please go through these actions. So they're pleasing Allah and the Imams by beating by themselves. Bleeding themselves. Bleeding. Bleeding. Bleeding all over. Thank God for TVN today. Uh, that we are telling them they don't need to do that. Satellites keep beaming the Jot's message of hope to millions in the land of Persia and beyond. Help us continue the vision of reaching the Farsi-speaking world with Najat TV. The cost is ongoing to keep the satellite feeds raining down on the entire Muslim world. Call now to support Christian television to the Farsi-speaking people all over. TBN's Holy Land experience in Orlando, Florida is an amazing place where you can encounter Jesus in many ways. See his miracles and love portrayed in stunning dramas presented throughout the day. Experience Holy Communion in the upper room. This is my body, which is broken for you. Be baptized in water outside the beautiful Church of All Nations and walk through incredible lifelike displays in the beautiful Christus Gardens. There are so many ways you will witness His love and grace for mankind. Your faith has made you well. Alright, switching phones. Yes, sir.
Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Hello? Good morning. How you doing? I'm well and you? I'm lovely wonderful. I thought I was on here alone. Well, I was on and Sam said that he was swapping out, so I just started listening to my music. Oh, I okay. Mm-hmm. You were swapping phones or something? Huh? You were swapping phones? Yeah, he was swapping phones so that he can go and take Morgan, I guess, to wherever she needs to go, I guess. Oh, okay. I'm just guessing. Oh, okay. Normally, that won't be the case. Huh? Normally, that will be the case. Uh, how, how are you doing this morning? I am, I am, I, I, I feel good. I mean, I mean, you know how when you come to, I talked to my husband this morning. And 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 we're not together, Arthur. But he's going. He's you know he's he's suffering with some with some issues of health. And I just told him. I said, you know what? I said, your choices. You know, I drop a nugget because you know we talked. We actually talked this morning more about life. And I told him. I, I said, um, we all have a calling to fulfill. And I said, right yeah. now you got a a lot of knots on your head from the things that you've done in your life. That that God wasn't pleased, and now you're stricken with an illness that'll make them knots on your head. When you get to the point where you go get your helplessness, you get to a point where you have to really talk to someone. God is waiting. He's waiting on you. So when it's, I said, so when the swelling goes down, and you need somebody to talk to, and you don't know how to talk, I said, I'll be there to help you, but you have to help yourself. Yeah. You know. So so we had a good good talk. A good talk and you know and I and I you know, I told him I said, um I I I I, I said, Yeah, thank you for your for my growth because sometimes it takes somebody to take you through something to make you grow. <laughs> you know. And I said, yeah. yeah, I said I said, I'm well from I'm well by it because it lets me know that, you know, there's more to come that you can go through that's going to be worse than what you went through. I see y'all getting back together. No, ma- no, sir. Mm-mm. Don't say no. Uh, okay, because y'all are, really, y'all are good friends now. And now that the friendship has developed, now it's not, fr- it's not friends, Arthur. Let me tell you, it's not friendship, it's parenting. We have one come and go right now. I, 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 my daughter, our daughter our daughter, and I, and it takes me to us to spit up so he can hear me because sometimes when you're in the midst of all your issues and situations, you won't, you don't want to hear nothing you have to say. But when you're separated and when you're living in two different households, the ears can be open because you is keen upon what you're saying. You feel what I'm saying? So, no, you don't yeah. see that. You don't, I don't see that getting that together thing. I'm sorry. I don't want to disappoint you, but I don't. <laughs> I, I, I really don't. 
you know, and by him, you know, I, I, by him being stricken with the, the, the so-called the, the cancer he say he has, that's the only thing that I am concerned about his health. I mean, you are my daughter's father, and I, won't, I didn't want nothing bad to happen to you. But just because you're sick don't mean they're going to throw me back in your arms. Understand that now. <laughs> don't get it twisted. It's not going to be that. No, it ain't like that. It ain't that kind of party. But do we need to pray to the Lord and ask the Lord to um, let his will be done? Yeah, his and will be done. Real. That's the thing. But okay. you know the reason why I said it? Because like my grandmother, my mm-hmm. grandfather was a drunk. From yeah. what they tell me, I don't know because I was not here at that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was stricken with a stroke. And he left the house, what, five, six years or something like that, until the point where my grandmother ended up... Um, having to go outside the marriage because her son ended up with pneumonia or something. You know, back in the day, they didn't have the medicine that we have. You, the, the medical attention uh-huh. wasn't as fast as it is mm-hmm. now. Probably even mm-hmm. better, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But, um, and all of a sudden, looked like the Lord just changed that entire situation where they end up getting together and staying together until his demise. And mm-hmm. they ate 50-plus years together after his return. And, you know, sometimes we have to be forget. Well, you know, we will be forgiving, especially those when you come in to know Jehovah as for who he is and what his word says. Yes, yes. So, therefore, I say that because, you know, I don't care how many times you get ma- remarried or he gets remarried, you still ain't got one husband that's the one that you married from the beginning. Yeah, well. Yeah, and yeah. so... You can put that you know, it, on might, it, might, it might, it might, it might happen. It might well. Well, like happen. I said, I never, I never, I said, I, I never. I'm, I'm not gonna say I, I'm, I, I'm, I love him, but I'm not in love with him anymore. You understand what I'm saying? No, you may not be in love with him, but it might, you might fall back in love with him. I, the Lord may oh, love him. Awesome. But see, first of all, he got to come on. The, he got to get to know Lord first of all. Exactly. And when exactly. he recognizes his, his, his downfalls and all the mistakes he's made. He's gonna come back with a repentant tongue. I said the swelling, the swelling. You hear what I'm saying? The swelling. That's what I meant by the swelling yeah. going on, and he need that I swelling. I know someone like plucked and plucked and married. Now, now, now that you're afflicted, now you want everybody to feel sorry for you. But you know, yeah. you don't realize yeah. it's not that easy. No, it's hard. It's hard. The next individual. It's very hard. But, like I said, you can speak that in the atmosphere, but I'm not. I'm, I'm done, boo. I'm done. I am. I really am done. That. Take you off the grill. Off the grill before it get it me. I don't want to burn, but I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm well done. I'm well done. Because, the, you know, because the revolving door of my life is, it doesn't revolve around. A revolving door of my life does not revolve around his coming to go and it's for God's, God's going, coming in. Is he a night? We know. No. Mm-mm. Okay. Ain't no. He did graduate from high school. Put it that way. <laughs> well. And he's not a dumb man. Out. He's not a dumb man. He's not a dumb man. Very, very, very knowledgeable. Um, can run his own business if he, if in a moving business, if he could, if he had, if he had the financial backing, he would have his own business. But uh, he's very, very business-oriented. You know, that that's something. It's just amazing how God gives us all different talents and different gifts. Some mm-hmm. people can prosper and not have to go through the struggles of sitting in the classroom and take tests and prove to 
don't and, 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 you know, I, I'm not saying I'm envious of their abilities because I don't have a, a, a business mind. I don't. Well, a lot of things I did come to my head, but then again, I don't even know how to even get them up off the ground. <laughs> I'm you know what? <laughs> <laughs> and, and you right, are just and that, right about that. tenacious, and they're just that tenacious and innovative where they can go and make things happen or what have you. But I just yeah. don't have to. I don't have, have it either. That. I don't have either. I don't have to. It's a gift. I would love to own my own business, but uh huh, it's a gift. It is a gift. It is. It is a gift acquired by him. So, I mean. I can uh, I can team up with somebody and and, and be it on a on a uh, inner uh, what's it called it uh, on a broader what's it called them um plant party planner and be a part of their group and get a percentage of what the wedding a wedding planner you know one of those planners and get paid with my talent. Right. Right. Decorating and stuff like that. Cause I, now that's one thing I can do. And I'm like, but look at you to deal with those little. To deal with the man trying to tell old brides and Okay. 
the, the mind that she needs to know so she could be successful. I thank you for, and I'm praying for Felicia, Lord God, that all of her desires will be aligned up with you, that all of our ways, not just hers, but all of our ways will be aligned up with you, Lord God, that we will not walk by our own mind, but we will seek you for guidance and directions. Cover us this day, Lord God. Bind up anything that is not of you. All evil spirits that tried to come against us and have tried to take root, Lord God, we ask you to cast it down before it can even flourish on our jobs, in our family, in our finances, wherever it is, Lord God. We ask you to cut down those things that the devil has tried to plot and plan for our lives. We count this day holy. We count this day blessed. We count this day anointed, for you have created yes. us, Lord God, to do a perfect work. And we ask you to, to guide us throughout our day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you. God is able. God is able, God is able, and he won't fail. God is able, God is able, God is able, and he won't fail. Dear Heavenly Father, Dear most righteous and saving one, God, thank you. Thank you for the new day dawning today, God. Although it's cold and wet outside, God, the rain drops are falling, God. I thank you right now for faith, travel, and grace for each and every one of us as we travel this journey, God, as we travel the highways and byways of our lives. God, thank you for sprinkling your fresh breath upon us today to rise and say thank you and hallelujah to your name, dear Jesus. God, I thank you for the, the words and the prayers and the praise that can be brought forth right now in advance. Because I know the healing and the deliverance and the, and the restoration and the peace and the joy and the love is going to, be, going to take place. As we speak these words and praise and praises and prayers in the atmosphere, God, I know your head is constantly moving, constantly healing, constantly uh, seeking the individuals who, are, who need you right now, God, listening to their hearts and, and answering their prayers each and every day, every moment, every second. God, I thank you right now. God, I also lift up the sick and shut-in, God. The sick and shut-in who are in our families, our friends, ones we don't know, the ones that you know, God. I lift them up to you, God. Sister Jenkins, Erica, my husband, Tony, um, Arthur's family, the Jenkins family, Mother Regina in a, in, a, in, a, in a sickness, Nate in his sickness, Sam in his family, Mom and Dad. Yes. Arthur in, his, in some of his issues, my issues, God. Yes, you know all about our sickness and pains and hurts and wants and desires and all we have to do. Is to look to the hill, give it to you, and watch your wait on your hand to move in your own divine timing, God. So right now I lift up the sick and the shut in. I lift them up to you, God, to hear their hearts cry, to be restored and renewed by your hand, and to be strengthened to endure what there is to endure. Because sometimes the sickness that is in us, well, uh, you all you want us to do is draw closer to you. So right now, God, I lift up the sick and shut in to you. 
and, 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 and their minds to you to want to draw closer and touch the hem of your garment of healing right now in the name of Jesus. And have and send somebody to give an encouraging word, to give them an encouraging prayer, to give them hope for tomorrow. Heal Jesus. Yeah. Deliver Jesus. Set free Jesus. I speak yeah. these things in the atmosphere in the name of Jesus. I do come yeah. I'm going to submit this prayer to you and I say Amen, Amen, and Amen. 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 That's healing Amen. for the soul. Yes. Healing for the soul. I do healing have a for the, for the body and the soul. Yes, yes. I do have a word off and, and as you as a matter of fact, for the last two days when we talk about ish, I mean we talk about the issues of anger. When uh when we talk I just read my, my devotional lesson and it comes from Genesis chapter four, verse six and seven. And and the top, the topic of this of this um devotional is still angry after all these years. Do you like being angry or do you hate it but, but can't get anger out of your heart? Time does not heal wounds. The infection only grows as the weeks weeks slide by. What to do? Well the first step is to realize the danger. Unresolved anger keeps you in an emotional prison. It eats out your soul like a, like sulfur acid. You damage you will damage yourself and others. God God once saw the sickness in a man's heart and tried to intervene. The Lord said to Cain, "Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not, well, no, if you do what is right, will you not be accepted?" But if you do do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must master it. Bathing your soul in the gospel message will help relieve your own guilt, and it will inspire you to be merciful to the person you believe caused your pain. Pray for peace, peace in your heart. Give your anger to God and let him take care of the other guy. And Genesis 4, 6, and 7 reads, God spoke to Cain, why this tantrum, why the sulking? If you do well, won't you be accepted? And if you don't do well, sin is lying in wait for you, ready to pounce. It's out, it's out to get you. You've got to master it. Now, that was the lesson for today. Um, and, I always, and I always said that one that angers you controls you. So why go there? That's why we have to continually look and hear and develop the peace of God inside of us, so that when whenever the whenever the man come and strike us, I mean, we are in flesh, of course, and we let people get up on our skin and make us mad to the point of punching somebody. But unresolved anger keeps us keep us in an emotional prison. It eats out our souls like sulfuric acid, and it damages you and others around you. So we yes, can't let we can't let the one who angers us control us. We have to give it to God because you, if you anger, you ain't gonna hear from God in no shape, form, or fashion. All you hearing is that other other man, the enemy, the evil one. The you know we have to let that go and ask for the peace. Yeah. Pray for peace in your heart. Pray for peace in your heart and give it to God and let Him take care and fight your battles. That's what this lesson is going to tell me. 
give it to God and let it go. Cause anger go like anger will keep your your somebody foot on your neck for years because of what they've done. They probably living their life like it's golden, and you still got your foot on the neck by what they've done to you twenty years ago. Let go and let God. Amen. Oh, true. <laughs> They go People can be so mad. You, they, you, they, they, you, they can be the same something you hurt your feelings. You all twisted up in the game, and they already, already moved on. Ain't even thought about what they said about you twenty years ago, and you still got every time you see them here to come. And they going on smiling, huh? And they be going on smiling. Yeah, I'm smiling. I'm getting that's the about what they said about to you. They thought you gonna got everybody now, but you still got they, they got their foot on your neck after what they said twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. We have to learn to forgive and forget. Holy. We have, and it's so hard. It's so hard. To, it's so hard when you are the the victim. It's so hard when you are the victim to forgive and forget. But we have to. It is the only way we can see and hear from the word of God. Hear God. Because you worry about what somebody else has said to you or done to you, you're not surrendering to the will of God and having faith that He knows He's gonna bring you to the situation and heal you. It's hard and it hurts, but you gotta let go and move on because you don't let nobody have your big foot on your neck for all those years because of something they said about you. You have to ask God to forgive you for even thinking to be angry. Because that's the anger is wrath and all the evil stuff that can come up, all the bad stuff that come up. So thank God for growth right now in the name of Jesus. Yes, Growth yes. and knowing that I'm going to cast my cares on you and let you have it. Right there, brother, because the victory's already won. You said it. That's a promise. That is a promise that was made. He bought that victory when he died on the cross for our sins. So right now we're going to continue to give it to him. Cast all those cares, God. I know you're looking right now, God. I'm going to put you in the midst of this mess because I'm going to give it to you and leave it alone and leave it right there. Not pick it up and put that on like a coat. I'm going to leave it right there because I know once I give it to you, it is done. It is finished. He got it. Let him have it. And let him do it. Won't he will? And he will. And believe in trust that he will. <laughs> that was my yes. lesson for today. That was my lesson for today. The one who angers oh, you controls you. You don't have to control somebody else's anger. I know I don't. Hmm. I know I don't. So thank God for the blessing of knowing that I can give it to him and leave it there and not even worry about it no more. Let the people, the ones, who talk, the ones who talk about me and call me a fool, I know who my dad is. So, therefore, you can call me a fool all you want because I, I forgave. That's what I did. I did the right thing. Forgive and forget and leave it alone and let God fight the battle. Because God got to handle that, not me. Because I did my part, giving it to him to handle anyway. <laughs> but I'm right there. Yes. I'm, you all I'm be blessed. Let home. me go on. My kids are here. I'm, I'm in here with I'm my, my, my little ones. They right, so cute. Do. Oh, you know what? They let so cute. Have a good day. I'm about to, to speak it, honey, because I promise you that. They so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Good morning, love sweetheart. You. you just trying to smell my cologne. They love to smell my cologne. Hey, I need to, I need to, love y'all you, need to get my cologne back up. All right, there. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, now you got quiet now. I ain't got nobody to talk to. Maria, you still there? 
Alright. What song played in um let's see what we're gonna do.
out these lists. 
Azera, Broko Shikan, Rakosaka, Shakara. Down a connect, Brom Boko Shikasan, Roko Shikasa, Shakara. Dij Brown, Broko Shikasa, Shikaram Boko Shikan Ra, Shakara. Community service, Brokra Shikasa, Shikam Broko Shikasa, Shakara. Droopy, Hundred Rakosa, Shikaram Broko Sa, Shikada. Nancy Brew, Hombroko, Shikarandroko, Shikarandroko, Sakara. Yelanda Smith, Romboko, Shikasandra, Shikosa, Shikamboko, Shikanda, Ora, Sakara. Kisha, Shikarambroko, Shikasandroko, Shikosa, Shikamboko, Shikamboko, Shikosa, Shikamboko, Sakara. Morgan Macmillan family, Homboko, Shikosa, Shikamboko, Sunda. Boko Koshish is a random Gastashi Koshish is a Rambaka Shaka. Renee Penso, Brombro Shirikoshish is a Gombroko Shirikanda, Bromboko Shirikoshish is a Gombroko Shirikanda, Shirikoshish, Brombo Shirakada. Nanya Rosa, Rombroko Shirikoshish is a Gombroko Sa, Broko Shishish is a Gombroka Shiriko Shakara. And K, Broko Shirikoshish is a Gombroko Shirakanda. Bronco Shirkose, Shirkaramboka, Shirkaram. We got Bernard Hartsfield and Sammy Shirk, Richardson, Mark Barn, Arlene Shakir, Man of Revelation, Dagwood's brother, Ursel, Sandra Ralston, Arthur Richardson, Yulon Earl Harden, David O. Thornton, Clinton, Strong Families, Burdell and Edgar Thomas, Paul and Alana Bryson, Brenda, Pam, Scotty, Deborah, Deacon, Chuck, Jackie Dunn, Andrew Everett, Ted Love, Veronica Alexander, Lisa Brown, Laurel Hartsfield, Rose Chavis, Sam Smith, the Ware family, family Reeves family, Virgil Basson family, Jason Allison, Passion Alice Davis, Wesley Daniel Sams, Sabrina Newton, Courtney Robinson, Chris Marion Coleman, people from the meeting on the lady outside the church I was at, my tennis, Lady and Dory Minister too, Samane, Julian and Jeanine Haley, Dave Rivera, Summer Larry, Veronica Jackson, Spring Alexander, Reggie Moore's father, Jerry Wade Jr., Georgie Cotton, Lisa Jones, Robert DeBlay, Sharon Michael Drake, Lady in Parking Lot, Kavon Carter and Family Senior, Sam McKinney, Elizabeth, Jamila, Kenzie Anderson, Jesse, Patricia Honor, Glory Daniels, and the Dickerson. Rembrandt de Gosher, Head of the Gombroca, Shirgosesh, the Gombroca, Sade, Hanrand de Gosesh, the Gombroco, Shirgosan, Rambroco, Shirgosesh, Umbroco, Shirgosan, Rasil Gosar, Kadash, Shirgosesh, Umboco, Sakara. You got Trey Mathis and Ariel Sinkford. Humbrote de Gosse, de Gosan, Rasha de Gosse, Shirgon Broco, Shirgosa, Shinrasha de Gosse, Shirgon Broco, Shirgosan, Rasa, Shakara. Erin Neandra Moss. Rombroco, Shirgosse, Shirgon Broco, Shirganda, Broco, Shoshe, Shirgon Broco, Shirgosa, Rada, Shakara. Asian family. Humbroco, Shirgosa, Rasha de Gosse, Shirgon Broco, Shirgosa, Humbrote, Shirgon, Shirgosa, Shakara. Raheem Powell, Hombroko, Shirgose, Shirgombroko, Shirgombroko, Shirgonda, Shirgosa, Shirgosa, Maria Burr's children, Brandrukose, Shirgondrandrukosa, Brandrukose, Shirgombroka, Shirgosa, April Moore, Sandrandrukose, Shirgombroko, Shirgose, Hombroka, Dirgose, Shirgombroko, Shirgombroko, Morgan Farley, Brandon, the Gosh, 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 
I'm going to take that as a no. Let's start with City Refuge. Rumbro Kushi, Rumbro Kushi, Rumbro Kushi. Bronco Shishi, the Crombroco Shira Carandel Cosse, Bronco Shishi, the Crombroco Saracaranda, Shakara. Joyce Mason, Alex Thompson, Elliot, and Chris Foster. Maria Maria Mathis, helpmates. Um, helpmates. Maria Mathis, uh, Rose Johnson, Andrew Dijon, Crazy Cat, Doroko, uh, Donald Luster, Mbroshi, the Gossi, the Combrakarache, Broko Shishi, the Crombroko, the Gandash, the Gossi, Boko Shishi, the Cromboko, Seracasaracosa, Shiracosta, Sakara. They are like a Randlash, and Rombroko, Shiracosa, the Crombokosa, Brandlacosa, the Romboko Sarka, Sakara. Jonathan Dunlap, Mbroko, Shiracosa, the Crombokosa. Travis Yeah, 
My parents and brother Gusta Shakara. City Valana Ronko Sadaka Shakara. Dela Karandra Shiroko Rambraka Shirokose Shakara. Donald Luster Jonathan Dana Brandra Rukose Shakara. Mom Regina Brandra Shit the Duke Rumba Shit the Dark Randa Shit the Go Praka Shiroko Sedikara Bus Sakara. Nay cars and brush the ghost and dead go say dead and go say dead. Mbroko Shirgose, 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 Rumbo Kosa, Shakara. Wajnit, Mbroko Shirgose, Shirgarandaka, Buru Shirgose, Shirgarandakosa, Urbraka Shirgose, Shirgarumbroko Shirgaka, Urbraka Shirgose, Shirgosa, Shakara. Rosen Hospital in the community, Andrandagosi, Randagosa, Randagosa, Randagosi, Randagosi, Randagosa, Shirgose, Shirgosa, Shakara. Um, Martin Charles II, Mbroko Shirkose, Shirkombroko Sa, Boko Shirkose, Shirkombroko Shirkaran, Kosirka, Probaka, Shirkara. Have a mark, Brock Bokoshi, Dead, Dedukan, Dukosirkanda, Boko Shit, Dedded, Rumbran, Shirkosirkanda, Shirkose, Shirkanda, Kose, Probaka, Shirkara. And myself, Rumbran, the Gun, 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 The Mount Holly and KFC organization, Denise and Terry, Sam McNabb, Barbara Carson, the family, Mike Shriverson, Dietrich, Jerry, Barbara Salter's cousin, Louis and Sherry, Bishop Yabra, Erica Carlos Smith, Corin Dennis, Mark Gully, Gerard Jenkins, Marky and Charles Singh, Gene Altman, Platt Academy, Don Smith, Jeff and Natasha Perkson, Guy and Subway, Cheryl Vaughn, Phil and Jan Enlo. Boko Koshish, Kumbroko Rosha, Shukusha, Kandra Kosira, Shakara. All right, that's my three list. Anybody want to do this? Arthur Maria did this. Eastern Hospice, Abuse, Addiction, Prisoners, Missionaries, okay, um, let's do Prisoners, from Broco, Shirkosation, from Broco Rokada, Broco Association, from Broco Roko Sarakanda, Broco Association, from Broco Roko Sarakanda, Boko Koshe, Shiraka, Shakara. Abuse from Brokro Shirkose, Shirkom Brokro Baka, Broko Shishi, Shirkom Brokro Braka, Boko Koshe, Shirkom Broko Saraka, Shakara. Addiction, Shandroko Shi, Shirkom Brokro Baraka, Broko Koshi, Shirkom Brandel Gose, the Gandrandel Gose, the Gandrandel Gose, the Gorombaka, Broko Shishi, Gorombaka, Shakara. The season has been shindrond to go say shirakom brokor shirakanda horond to go say dead to go say tarakor brakara shirakomba horbaka shakara. 
missionaries and Randa Gosi the Granda Gosi Randra Krokra Baka Randa Gosi the Granda Gosi Granda Sokra Cat, you crazy. Congregations and churches and Broca, Shirkose, 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 Missionaries, congregation, churches, pressure to ministry. Shandran to go under the land of Gorobraka. Run to go under the Gandhi, go under the Gandhi Gosa, Shakara. And the families of pressure to ministry. Shandran to go under the Gandhi, go under the Gandhi Gosa, the Gandhi Gosa, the Gandhi Gosa, Rombrakosi, the Gandhi Gosa, 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 the Congregation, churches, and deceased hospitals. Okay, that's everybody on the list. So listen to a couple of songs, and then we'll see what God wants to do. Your God, my God, I 
mean so much to me if I could hear my mother pray again. If I could hear my Got all the list done. See what God wants to do. For a bush, you can do a course, 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 you can do Hombreshe, Shirbusa, Shirgose, Shirgombraka, Hombraka, Shirgose, Shirgombraka, Soke, Hombroko, Shirgose, Shirgombroko, Sose, Hombroko, Sose, Shirgombroko, Sose, Shirgombraka, Shirgose, Shirgombraka, Sose, Hombroko, Sose, Shirgombroko, Sose, Shirgombroko, Sose, Hombroko, Sose, Shirgombroko, Sose, Hombroko, Sose, Shirgombroko,
un brocco si è corrente, il busto è grande, 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 il busto Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shandra Kosenda. We pray for Sandra Kosenda. 
We glorify you, Father. Hoshi the Gosanda. We get a Gose Sharabosa Rande Hente the Gosa Handa the Gose Gandad the Gundi the Gandi the Gundi the Gandi the Gundi the Gase the Gosa Harabose Shirgandas the Gose Shirgandad the Gose Harabose Shirgosandra the Gose Shirgandas the Gose Hamboko Shirkeche Shirkobraka Shirkosa Hamboko Shirgasara Kasa Hamboko Shirkeche Shirgasanda Kosa Hamboche Shirgorambo Kosa Kasa Mbroko shirikasara kosele kasa Mboko shirikasara kosele kase shirikasara kosa Mboko shirikese shirikasa Horombo shirikasa Horombo shirikasara kosele shirikasa Mboro shirikase shendele kumbraka Mboro korekase shirikasandrase Mbora shirikase shirikaramboko Hambora shirikese shirikarambora se kereto soroko sarande haramboko rade shirikande 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 shirikanda haradeke shirikoho shirikosande shirikosa yes 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 horombose shirideke horombose shirikese horombose kaharoko shirikosandro shirikanda yes 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 father boro sarakasa Boro karambo sirikanda, shoro bo sirikande, sirikanda, now, 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 now. Harambosa, sirike sirikanda. Horobose, sirikandrande, sirikande, yes, yes, yes. Mboro basa, horo basirikasa. Sharambora, sirikese. Sharokosa, sirikupa. Rondesha, sirikanda. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We give you the praise and the glory. Shabbat because you continue to work things out in our lives. Shabbat in our situations and circumstances. Shabbat Father God, help us to walk down the path you want us to go through. Keep us, Lord, keep us in you, Father. Keep us in you, Lord. As the word of God rises up, keep us, Father. Keep us, keep us, keep us, keep us, keep us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, um, besides Renee, anybody got a prayer request? Because I know she, I got last. No, right now, I go, oh, I'll go last. <laughs> yeah, jokes. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> hmm. uh, let me pray for Renee then. Bullshit it up, Corambase. Boko she de go rande go se de chandra se go sanda Sherembrase chendero go se de chendero go saraka umbro ko sakanda Boro she de de ka father God I thank you for this woman of God Lord Haramboro bo se de mm. I thank you for this woman of God Lord Mm Oh Jesus I thank you for this woman of God. Ha ka ka ra ko she ke ke. Ho ka 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 ndi ko se ke. Tara ka se ke ke ka ra ko boko sa ka ndi ka sa ka. Ko ko ka ra ke se de ka ha ka ra go di de ka se. Shandi de ko sa randi de ko se de. Handi de ko sa yes give her peace. Gotta rest in you Lord. In spite. In spite of. In spite of, Lord, let her rest in you, Father. 
Let your presence mm, saturate her heart, her home, her family. Mm, mm, mm. Let your presence hold you to go see to rise up inside of her father. Mm. Woo. Yes, Lord. Oh, there it is. Right there. Mm, there it is. Right there. We'll release that into a little hole. Oh, there it is. Ooh, flowing all up inside of her, Father. Mm. There we go. There we go. There we go. There it is. That's it right there. That's it right there. That's it right there. Presence of God. Presence of God. The presence of God. The presence of God. Yeah, the gumbo shit is the The presence of God. The presence of God. There it is right there. Oh, Change, change, change. What do you need? What What is it that you want right now from the Father? Ponder on that before you speak. Ponder on that. Ponder on that. What do you need from the Father? And I'll give you a suggestion. Go to Daddy God and say, Daddy God, what is it that I need? Because so many times what we think we need and what he shows us what we need is two different things. So go before Daddy God and give him give him some time. Show me what I need. Tell me what I need. Or how about I just submit and Lord, I I just pray you and, and I pray that you give me what I need. So ponder on that. While the song plays, just ponder on that.
Father God, lift up Renee, Lord. Lift her up, Lord. Strengthen her. Encourage her. There we go, Father. Those things that our hearts desire, Lord, and begin to move her in that path. Begin to place her where you desire her to be. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father God, we praise your name. Ah, there we go. Moving in that direction. 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 Yes, Father, let the word carry her. Let the word carry her. Let the word carry her. Moving her in that direction. Now she can begin to receive those things that you want her to have, Lord. Continue to keep her girded up with you. Keep her connected with you, Lord. Let the word of God rise up inside of her spirit. 
Use and great and mighty way. She the cost of the broker, she the cost of the day, the cost of Randaka, Robosi the Ganda, the cost of the Cosanda. Yes, Father, Horba, she the Cosanda. There we go, there we go, there we go, there we go. Hombrosi the Cosa, Horosi the Cosa, there. Horocosi the Cosa, there we go, there we go, there we go. Horambasaracada. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shambrosaraca. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Okay, I'm going to get into the reading for today. See what we're doing now. Spoke here. Woof. Jew and Gentile. The scriptures treat of three classes of persons the Jews, the Gentiles, and the Church of God. The Jews and the Gentiles are distinct from each other, while the Church of God is composed of both Jews and Gentiles, but not as Jews or Gentiles, but as a new body. All the human race that are not Jews are Gentiles. The Jews date back, the Jews date back to Abraham and became a distinct separate nation at the Exodus. Most of the Old Testament is taken up with their history. They are an earthly people, while the church of God are heavenly people. Like the Jews, the church of God had a beginning. It began at the day of Pentecost and will end chronologically at the second coming of Christ. At the present time, the Jews are, as a nation, sidetracked. When the church of God is taken out of the world, the Jews will again be restored to their own land and become the head of the nations. Nationally, the Gentiles now govern the earth. This is what the scriptures speak of as the times of the Gentiles, Luke 21 and 24. The Jews, as had been said, the Jews had their origin in the morning time of history when God called Abraham a Shemite to be the father of a new nation, Genesis 12, 1 through 3. God appeared to Abraham ten times. These appearances were called theophanies and were progressive and unconditional in their promises, and the promises were unconditionally confirmed to Abraham's son Isaac. Genesis 26, 1-4, and to his grandson Jacob, Genesis 28, 10-15. The history of the Jewish race is without a parallel in human history. Though oppressed, downtrodden, carried captives of other lands, and scattered through the nations, the Jews has outlived all his conquerors and walked unscathed amid the nations. Any other race would have been swallowed up and its identity and national character lost. The preservation of the Jewish race is... The preservation of the Jewish race is... The miracle of history. The emblem is a bush burning and unconsumed. No nation has ever had such manifest and visible tokens of divine presence. For them, the Red Sea was driven back and the Jordan parted. They were miraculously fed in the wilderness and divinely sheltered and guided by the pillar of God and fire. At the blowing of the ram's horn, the walls of besieged city fell, Joshua 6, 1-27. And the sun and the moon stayed in their courses that they might have time to slay the enemies. Joshua 10, 12-14. The angel of the Lord encamped about them, and one angel slew 185,000 army of the Assyria for their deliverance. 2 Kings 19-35. No nation has given to the world such a number of great men, such a man of faith as Abraham, such a great leader and lawgiver as Moses, such statement as Joseph in Egypt and Daniel in Babylon. 
such a king as David and wise man as Solomon. No nation has produced such seers as the Hebrews, prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel. And no such man as that man above all, the man, man of Galilee. In the first Christian century, there is no name that shines more resplendent than that of the Apostle Paul. And in the modern days, the men who are made and are making history are Jews. How are we to account for the wonderful preservation of the Jewish race? Only on the supposition that God had and still has some great work for them to do. In the first place, they were raised up to reaffirm and teach that there was but one God. In the second place, to be writers, preservers, and transmitters of the Holy Scriptures. To them were committed the oracles of God, Romans 3, 1 through 2. Every page and book in the Bible is written by Jews. The Jews took a special care to preserve the scriptures and keep them from being tampered with. In the third place, they were raised up that God through them might give the world a Savior, who was Jesus, a Jew. In the fourth place, they were raised up that they might have the world from more that they might save the world from moral putrefaction. When Jesus says salvation is of the Jews, John 4 and 22. Did he simply mean that from them should come the Savior, Jesus, or did he mean, as he said, ye are the salt of the earth, that the Jewish race were to be the means of preventing the moral putrefaction of the world, and that if they became as stink as a nation, the world would be ripe for judgment. The writer thinks he meant the latter, and that salvation of the nations, morally and physically, and preservation of the human race on the earth, depends on the preservation and continuance of the Jews as a race. The present degenerate condition of the world is owing to the fact that the Jews have lost their savor, their savor S-A-B-O-R, as the salt is saltness. And until they re recover, its degeneration will continue to develop until the tide comes at the smell of the decompos decomposition of the decaying nation. The decaying nationality of the earth shall call for divine interposition, and the Jewish salt shall be resavored by the conversion of the Jews, and they're becoming the leading nation of the world. For the Jews today, there is no pillar of cloud by day, nor Shekinah flame by night. They have no altars, no sacrifice, no priesthood as in former days. They observe the Passover, but no paschal lamb is slain. They keep the great day of atonement, but no blood is shed to make reconciliation for sin. All sacrifices and oblations have ceased. They have no king, no judges, no prophets, no inspired writers. The Urim and Thummim give no divine token. The word of God is precious, but there is no open vision. The last great prophet was a man of Galilee, but him they rejected, like their forefathers who took Joseph after they had rejected him and sold him for 20 pieces of silver, and he was hidden from the view in Egypt on the throne of Pharaoh. So the Jews took Jesus, dead Joseph, and having rejected him, sold him for 30 pieces of silver, and he is now hidden from them on his father's throne. Why is this? Have they been supplanted as a nation by the Gentiles and as God's people by the church? Are they never again to have a land of their own and a king and a capital city and a national existence? Is not their condition today the fulfillment of the prophecy of Hosea 3 and 4? The children of Israel should abide many days without a king and without a prince and without a sacrifice and without an image and without an epod and without a teraphim. Is, not, is, is it not that Jerusalem must be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled? Luke 21:24. What does Paul say? Blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in, and also all Israel shall be saved, Romans 11, 25-26. From these scriptures we see that the Jews have not been supplanted by either the Gentiles or the church, and when the time comes they will again be a nation. We indulge in no idle and profitless speculations when we attempt to forecast the future of the Jewish people. All we have to do is gather together and place in the logical order what the Holy Spirit through the prophets has foretold. The method is as simple as the result is sure.
I'm going to stop it there. <coughs> okay. The Jews and the Gentiles. The scriptures treat the scriptures treat of three classes of persons, the Jews and Gentiles in the church of God. The Jews and the Gentiles are distinct from each other, while the church of God is composed of both Jews and Gentiles, but not as Jews and Gentiles, but as a new body, the church. So basically he's breaking down the Old Testament. You know, if you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile. It's really just real simple like that. But now because of Jesus Christ, we all can come to salvation, and as when we come into him, then we are um, the body of Christ. Okay, so that's the church. And also in the scriptures it talks about the olive tree where we as the Gentiles, when we come into Christ, have been um, grafted onto the olive tree. So the olive tree is a Jewish nation, and the, and the, the Gentiles have been grafted on there, which is a church, and that's, what, that's the new olive tree forms the church age. Because the Jews date back to Abraham and became a distinct and separate nation of the Exodus. So we talked about the other day that actually what, 70 went in, um, Joseph's family, because his brothers came in, he was given a salvation, what, a million came out? And so when they came out, they came out as a Jewish nation. <clears throat> like the church of God had a beginning. It began at the day of Pentecost. Okay, now he's talking about the church age, which began on the day of Pentecost. And we're in at the second coming of Christ. At the present time, the Jews are, as a nation, sidetracked. When the church of God is taken out of the world, the Jews will again be restored to their own land and become head of the nations. Nationally, the Gentiles not govern earth. This is what the scriptures speak as of the times of the Gentiles. Luke 21 and 24. Okay. Okay, so it happens that the Jews had their origin in the morning time history when God called Abraham a Shemite. Now we go back to the Shemites. We're talking about Ham, Je Ham Jacob, and Ham, Shem, and um, Japheth. And from them we come all the nations of the world. And so Shem, uh, I, I have to go back in the book. But anyway, the table of nations in the Genesis, the 10th chapter. So um, Abraham was a Semite or a Shemite, okay? Um, and also another way to say it's Caucasoid, Negroid, and Mongoloid. And I believe Mongoloid is coming to uh, the Semites. So again, the Jewish nation is not really, as a lot of people would say, white people or that people, but actually even when you're talking about, we read that when they were coming out of Egypt that they needed help, protection, and a lot of things. So a lot of different nations ended up becoming involved in the Jewish nation. That's why you have so, a variety, uh, a, a divert, um, diversity in the Jewish nation because they were, um, they they began, I forget the proper term, but they um, they became believers of the Jewish God. And followed them, so that's why you got a lot of diversity. But even like what the book is saying, um, the Semites were pretty much the Asians. Uh, Japheth is pretty much the Caucasoid, and, and the Negroid is pretty much the um, Ham Hamites. So basically, again, I'm just pointing out that even though we see a lot on TV or whatever as them being white, they're not as a whole. The history of the Jewish race is without a parallel in human history. Though oppressed, downtrodden, carried captive to other lands and scattered through the nations, Jews have outlived all its conquerors and walked unscathed amid the nations. Any other race would have been swallowed up in its identity and national character lost. Preservation of the Jewish race is the miracle of history. The emblem is a bush burning and unconsumed. 
Okay, now I should give him some examples. It said, No nation has ever had such manifest and visible tokens of the divine presence. For them the Red Sea was driven back, and the Jordan parted. They were miraculously felled in the wilderness, and divinely sheltered and guided by the pillar of cloud and fire. At the blowing of the ram's horn, the walls of the besieged city fell, as Joshua 6, 1-27. And the sun and moon stayed in the courses that they might have time to slay the enemies. <clears throat> Joshua 10, 12-14. The angel of the Lord encamped about them, and one angel slew 185 of the army of Syria for deliverance. 2 Kings 19-35. No nation has given to the world such a number of great men, such a man of faith as Abraham, such a man, such a great leader and lawgiver as Moses, such statements as Joseph in Egypt, Daniel in Babylon, such a king as David and wise men as Solomon. No nation has produced such seeds as the Hebrew prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, no man as and no such man as above no such man as that man above all the men, man of Galilee. They just basically point out a lot of the history of the Jews, how they've been downtrodden, oppressed and beaten now. You know, I think of us as a people, um, we've gone through a lot. I'm not going to say we've gone through more or less. I'm not getting into comparisons. But we as a people, talking about the Negro, we've been through a lot. Then I think about the Indian race. They've been through a lot. So, you know, races of people as a whole, we, you know, again, we just, well, that's the prince of power. And he's, he's basically seeking to exterminate, um, well, that's what he does. He still kills and destroys. So he's seeking to exterminate people as a whole, not just races. The first Christian century has no name that shine more splendid than that of the Apostle Paul. In the modern days, the men who have made modern days, the men who have made and are making history are Jews. How do we account for the wonderful preservation of the Jewish race? Only one supposition that God has and still has some great work for them to do. Okay. It says in the first place they'll raise up to reaffirm and teach there was but one God. In the second place to be writers, preservers, and transmitters of the Holy Scriptures. To them were committed the oracles of God, Romans 3, 1 through 2. Every page and book in the Bible has been written by the Jews. The Jews took a special care to preserve the scriptures and keep them from being tampered with. In the third place, they were raised up that God through them might give the world a Savior, who was a Jew. A Jew in the fourth place, they were raised up they might save the world from more purification. When Jesus said, salvation is of the Jews, John 4 and 22, did he simply mean from them should come the Savior, Jesus, or did he mean when he said, ye are the salt of the earth? So he's basically just pointing out how the Jews have been used throughout history regarding God. Well, but again, that's that's how what the word said. They were His chosen people. So until Jesus, did we now become even have an opportunity beside becoming the Jewish religion? Now in the Church Age, which is where we are now, you have an opportunity to come to God through Him, through Jesus Christ, the Savior. The year the salt of the earth, the Jewish race would be means of preventing more putrefaction of the world and that it might become extinct as a nation, the world would be ripe for judgment. He's talking about um what what he just said to see I'm gonna reread the statement that um he said. When Jesus said salvation is of the Jews, did he simply mean from them should come to save Jesus, or did he mean as when he said year the salt of the earth? So he was basically Basically, I say it means both of them because, yes, we have salvation through Jesus, but he's also pointing out there's another deeper meaning that is not just that but also saving the world because, see, what we're finding out as we're reading again how God had destroyed the world. You know, again, um, when, um, when the, with the war, when man was on there and everything that was going on, and he, he destroyed it again. But the first time he destroyed the world, and that was through the chaos, the fall of um, the angels. They just kind of just destroyed everything. Second time is um, 
he didn't destroy the world, but he 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 flooded the world out and got rid of them. We talking about we were just reading about how the angels how they had um, married the women, and and uh, and like I said, it was strange flesh. Like I said, that just really caught me as many times as I've read strange flesh. I never really embodied the, you know, like the the the. Well, I see it on all the we see it on all the mythology and a lot of those movies and stuff like that. When you got the the pan, the man, and the gold, and all those different things, well, evidently a lot of that was was there. So that's not that's not a pull. That's not far reach, because it was strange flesh. And I always always realize because even unicorn is in the Bible, but we don't see any unicorns now. So you know it's just funny all of that. And I still want to say some, somehow or another that some of that strange flesh survived the flood. I don't know if it snuck on a boat or what, because. Again, David, he battled giants. The giants were, uh, came from the angels, mating with the women and the men. So somehow or another, something survived, but again, God had to distinguish them. Because even again, now we're just reading about Joshua. So when, when they were coming around the land of the giants and the walls fell again, so there were still giants. So, so again, it's just interesting, <laughs> to put it mildly. The present degenerated condition of the world is owing to the fact that the Jews have lost a savior, S-A-B-O-R, as a salt, the saltiness, until they recover the degeneration that will continue to develop. Time comes the smell of the decomposition of the decaying nations of the earth shall call for divine interposition, and the Jewish salt should be resaved as a conversion of the Jews, and they'll become the leader of the nation and world. So I just think about all the stuff that's going on in the politics, and I'm not really one in the politics, and actually, you know, really not a history buff, but how everybody's fighting, you know, over Jews and the land of Palestine and the, and the Jews. And, and um, they're actually cousins, the ones that's always fighting them. Um, you tell I ain't into it. Arabs and stuff like that. Well, act, that actually comes from Abraham's son, um, Isaac, and what was the other one? Um, by the handmaiden. That So since then, that war has been going on. When um, he had to meet Sarah's son, Isaac, but he had first Ishmael, had Ishmael first. And so that war has been going on through them, since, you know, since then. So just looking at how Satan has been trying to trying to seek, dis- extinguish the Jewish nation. As for the Jews, there is no pillar of cloud by day, no Shekinah flame by night. They have no altars, no sacrifice, no priesthood as in the former days. They observe the Passover, but no pastoral lamb is slain. They keep the great day of atonement, but no blood is shed to make reconciliation for sin. All sacrifice and oblations have ceased. They have no king, no judge, no prophet, no inspired writers. They yearn through them and give no divine token. The word of God is precious, but there is no open vision. The last great prophet was the man of Galilee, but him they rejected, like the forefathers who took Joseph after they rejected him, sold him for 20 pieces of silver, and he was hidden from their view in Egypt on the throne of Pharaoh. So the Jews took Jesus, their Joseph, and having rejected him, Sold him for thirty pieces of silver, and now it's hidden from them on his father's throne. So it's just showing some parallels. They have been supplanted as a nation by the Gentiles and God's people by the church. Are they never again to be hand to hand have a land by their own and a king and a capital city in a national existence? Is not the condition of day the fulfillment of the prophecy Hosea three and four? The children of Israel shall abide many days without a king, and without a prince, without a sacrifice, without an image, without an epi, and without a cherubim. It's not that Jerusalem must be trodden down of the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles be fulfilled, Luke 21 and 24. Paul says blindness and parties happen to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. 
all Israel should be saved, Romans 11, 25 through 26. So right now that's where we're at. We're in the we're in the, in the fullness of the Gentiles at the time we're now, which is really the church age. So it's not that the Jews are there. It's just not their time right now. And I'm done. Shalom. Good morning, Sam. Hey, Cher. How you doing today? Hey. Much better than yesterday, but thank you for asking. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. I won't complain. Me neither. <laughs> um, I talked to my mom this morning. My brother, one of my brothers, is going on a mission trip in uh, June. Oh, really? Oh, cool. They're Where are going? going? To, uh, either Oklahoma or Omaha, and they're going to be building houses. Mm-hmm. Mm. Isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool. Cool. Yeah. My other brother went bowling yesterday and had a 700. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> he's been he's been doing really good. And he had a two, a two, uh, la- last week, not this week, but last week he had a 200 and something. He was like seven pins away from having a 300 game. So he's like, wow, you know, he's just really, re- re- really playing good right now. So, yeah. I've been bowling a long time. Oh, yeah. All my family, mom, my brothers have. My dad was a bowler. My Uncles were bowlers, yeah. It's kind of a family thing, so but <clears throat> I wasn't in the I wasn't ever any good. My I think my highest game was a one seventy two at one time, but I, I used to maintain to run on one twenty something, so Okay, cool. Yeah, it was okay. It wasn't real good, but it's okay. <laughs> so yeah. Keep Louie in your prayers. Keep me in your prayers. We got the MRI to do today, and Louie's been sick this week, so. Oh, he's doing better now? Doing better. He's sleeping, so. Okay, cool. Yeah, he stayed home from work again last night, so. Oh, okay. Okay. Hey, get a body some rest. Ain't nothing wrong with that. No, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Oh, by the way, the, um... I, I learned something. I was reading the word last night. I learned something very powerful. Everything we do and say is recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life. Okay. That's pretty powerful. Because God is keeping record of everything we do and say. So we need to be attentive to what, you know, how, how we act and how we, you know, what we do with the word. More so than, you know, I was not thinking in that direction so much, but it's, uh, it really kind of opens your eyes to realize that, wow, you know, when I die, God's got all these records of everything that I've done, and I want to make sure that I do it right, you know, with the power of the Holy Spirit to do the right thing, you know, because so much, you know, we need to trust God for everything and keep Him center, you know, and stuff, so, but I was really moved by that when I read that last night, so... Oh. Makes you more accountable to God, you know. Right. When you realize that your name is in the Lamb's Book of Life, but that He's recording everything you do, so. Mhm. So, but I just said I'd mention that. <laughs> oh. It's all about growing. And that's Definitely. What... It's all about growing. Got to keep growing. Yep, yep, yep. And stop. You stop. 
then you're falling backwards because everybody else is going forward, and even if you just stand still, you're not getting anywhere. You're getting further behind. Yep. <laughs> Especially nowadays. And it's not like we know everything, because none of us do. If we think we've arrived, then we got another thing coming. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it's true, because the word, you know, the word was written 1,400 years. How can we even begin to touch the surface? You know, we're just, you know, what God implants in us to, to do. You know, each of us has our part. You know, right. you, you know that. I'm, I'm not telling you, you don't already know. <laughs> but. Yep. Well, we're called a body. Sam, will you pray for Louie and I then? Sure. Father God, I want to lift up Louis and Sherry and Brandon to go share and to go broadcast to go share to go rumble to go share to go broadcast to go share to go rumble to go share to go broadcast to share to go bra humble to go share to go rumble to go share to go rumble to go share to go share to go bra humble to go share to go yes 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 Father Brother to go share to go rumble to go share Father God, I thank you for this man and woman of God. Should go to Rumbo Kose, Roboka, should go say, should go Bokosenda, Harabraka Kose, should go Rumbo Kosa and Rasta Kose. I thank you, Father, for the anointing, for the covering, should Rumbo Kose, should go Brokosa, Harabraka, should go say, should go Bokose, the Kasara Kumbra, Harade, should go send the Kose, should go Raka Kada, Harabroko, should go say, should go Boko, should go Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Ah, mm -hmm. Yep, 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 yep. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Moving them, Lord, moving them, Yander Gose, moving them, Father, Brosher Gosa, moving them, Lord, Rumbo Gose, moving them, Father, Rosher Gandash Gose, Dirgasa, moving them, Lord, Rumboko, Rasirica, Sirica, 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 moving them, Father, Bosher Gassandra Gose, Gandash Gose, Dirgasa. Thank you, Father, Rumbo Gose, Gandrasa Gose, thank you, Father, Rumbo Gosanda. Horobrose de, yes, Lord Rumbo, now, 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 Rambaka, Deshirokose, Narakosa, Rombosa, thank you, Father Romboko, Shiridaka, Kanhu, Derokose, yep, yep, mhm, Shirokose, keep stepping, keep stepping, Derakasa, Derakasa, Rasa, keep stepping, keep stepping, Yorokosa, let God do his work, Shirokondron, Derakan, try not to hinder him, Shirokoroba, no getting away, Shirokondorokose, Derakasan, Derakosa, let God finish what he started, Derakorobaka, take your hands off the wheel. 
Let him drive. Take your hands off the wheel. Let him lead you. Let him lead you. If you trust him, 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 let him lead you. There you go. You had a car. That's it right there. Always trying to figure stuff out, trying to know. <laughs> Say we don't know, we don't understand our way. We don't understand the path. I just read that this morning. Uh, that's one. Uh, that's one of Marie's favorite statements out of the Bible, favorite verses. It gets hard because we always want to hand. A, we always want to know. We always want to figure it out or have some impart to it. But to just really submit and let God lead us, it gets hard. It, well, actually, because. It's direct opposite, polar opposite of our fleshly nature. And as we're finding out more and more, our fleshly nature is polar opposite of God. So for you to submit and totally let God, that's hard just because we're clothed in flesh. So don't let it be to the point that it bothers you that you have a problem with it. And I think I think this will be a blessing to you. Don't let, because of the fact that you have a problem submitting and a problem releasing and a problem just letting God be God. Don't let it get to the point where now you're going to worry about that again. That's a trick of the enemy. Recognize as long as you're enclosed in flesh, your flesh is going to be an enmity. That means it's going to be a constant enemy against God. Recognize that it's there, and when it rises up, then you you then you then you put it down. You push it down. You put it down. So that's your constant battle as long as you're to, to make your flesh submit to your soul and make your soul submit to your spirit. That's the divine order that God wants us to be in. So don't start worrying, I, I'm having a problem with it. Yeah, we all do. As long as you're clothed in this flesh, it's going to be a problem. Recognize it's just the nature of the flesh. It's like the nature of a dog is to go and mark a tree. Mark his territory, the nature of your flesh should be his direct polar opposite of God. So remember that, understand and walk in that. That'll be a release for you. Amen. Amen. All right, then. Anybody else want prayer? <laughs> Okay, let me see what God wants to do. Some brush to go send to the Rombroka, she to go say, she to come broker, she to go say, Hombrander, yes, 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 Father. Rombo, Sidakanda, she to go say, the Gandras, to go say. We glorify you, Lord. We record a Shirakasa, we praise you, Father. Brosidakanda, hm, Yuku, okay, yes, Father, hm. Okay, something else we're going to do, but not right now. So let this song play, and then we'll, I'll come back.
Father, you are our King. You are our Savior. And we give you glory and honor. You are the great I
Shandere ko sa drase de shandere ko mbrose ande shandere ko mbrose ko sa hmm in the word it says what you loose in heaven is loosed on earth and what you bind in heaven is bound on earth. I mean, what you bind on earth is bound on heaven. But anyway, you understand what I'm saying. And as I was praying in the spirit, I kept hearing, that's enough. I kept hearing, it's enough. I kept hearing, that's it. You know, when you get to a point that you say, you know what? I'm done. I'm not dealing with your foolishness anymore. I'm done. I'm not going through this negative, this BS. I'm not dealing with this anymore. I'm done. I want you right now, however you might be at work or whatever, I want you right now to whatever it is that's just been riding your back. Whatever it is that you've been fighting, if it's physical, if it's financial, if it's mental, whatever it is, you say, you know what, I'm done. Satan, that's it. I am drawing the line. Now, I'm going to even get bolder. I want you to get bolder. This is the line that I am drawing right here, and I'm going on in my journey. Now, Satan, I'm going to let you know right now, if you choose to come across that line, it's war. If you choose to come back and attack me, it's war. I want you right now to draw a line and say, that's it. This is it. You done harassed. You done beat. You done maimed. You done talked. You done hurt. You done done all that you can do. Now, when you come across this line, it's war. It's war. I'm not taking any prisons. I'm going to use the word, the weapons of my warfare, and I'm sending you back to whence you came in the name of Jesus. Mm. I need you to do that. I need you to do that. My struggle's been in my finance. I got a lot of struggles. I ain't even going to lie. But I, I, I literally was standing right there. And I just drew a line. I need you to draw a line wherever. Just draw a line with your hands. Just draw a line. And, and you make that declaration. You make that declaration. You take your stand. You take your stand. 
Because, see, you got better things to do than to be bothered with a fool that's going to harass, that's going to ride, that's going to do all he can to keep you from getting to your destiny. You got a work to do. You got a job. That's just like you on your job and somebody coming and bugging you all the time. So finally, you, just, you know what? I, I closed the door. You can't come in. I'm closing the door. Satan, you can't come in. This is my office. This is my domain. This is my territory. You cannot. If you choose to come into my household, <laughs> like Mama Regina said, you come up in here one way, I'm going to send you out in the box. Shut it all. Shut it. If you choose to come across this line, it's war. And I plead the precious Holy Ghost anointed blood over the lines that have been drawn today, Father. I plead your blood, Jesus, over all of our lines. Just like in the day, when you had a when the Jews were getting ready to go forth, Lord. And, then, and you had this, this Passover, Lord. They had they had the, had the, had a kohoro over the lentils and over the doorposts. They took the lamb's blood. That same, your lamb's blood, our holy lamb, Jesus. I, I want you to, the same thing, Lord. I want you to take that, your blood and draw it across this line that we are drawing today, Lord. This is a line in the sand. It's a line in our job, a line in our health, a line in whatever it is. We are drawing a line right here and right now. Lord, I'm pleading your blood. Because we got work to do. We got work to do, Lord. We got a destiny fulfilled. We got covenant work to do. You got a, you got us on assignment, and the enemy has just basically been trying to do everything he can to keep us from uh, completing what you have called us to do. I, I was praying the other day, Lord, about when it says you are the author and the finisher of our faith, and that you are P-E-N, pinning our, our destiny, pinning our life. You are pinning that which we need to do, and the enemy is just constantly harassing us. So today we make a declaration. If he chooses to come across that line, it's war. It's straight up war, and we ain't taking no prisoners. And we're not going to be nice. We're not going to get mad. No, we're coming with the word of God, the sword of the anointing of God, and going to cut him asunder. Oh, and we're boldly making that declaration right here and right now. We're giving God all the glory. For we're giving God all the praise. We're giving God. In Jesus' name I say amen, amen, mm, mm, mm. And amen. Wow. Wow. And amen. Well, um, I think I'm done. <laughs> if ain't nobody else got nothing, I'm gonna say amen. Mm mm mm. Let this song play, and if nobody else got nothing, we can close out.
for me. And I want you to know. And it flows from the veins. From the veins of Jesus. We call him Jesus. My Savior. But he's our Savior. My healer and redeemer. He's a lover. A love. The greatest love I've ever known. Bless your name, Jesus. He has power. Power to heal. To heal. Every last thing. All I said. Hey.
All right, all right, all right. Well, nobody else ain't got nothing. I'm going to say au revoir. And y'all have a good weekend. Bye.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.